Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've been absolutely clear with President Putin. He has no misunderstanding. If any, any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border, that is an invasion. But it will be met with severe and coordinated economic response that I've discussed in detail with our allies, as well as laid out very clearly for President Putin. But there is no doubt, let there be no doubt at all, that if Putin makes this choice, Russia will pay a heavy price. Well, you see, the doubt comes from you saying the opposite yesterday. That's where the doubt comes from. But So the uh, president is out uh, cleaning up something he said. They sent the vice president out to all the morning talk shows because he said yesterday, well, a minor incursion into Ukraine. I mean, we can have discussions about how we'd react to that. But uh, And the world reacted. Ukraine certainly reacted with, well, wait a second. What, what? So there's some wiggle room? You can kind of take some land and kill some of our people and there won't be? What? Uh, but so the president is out and the vice president is out saying, no, look, anybody, any troops at all, any incursion whatsoever will be met with. So I don't know. If- well, it's definitely from the department of shutting the barn door after the cow's already out. Um, And and if things do degenerate, I don't understand, into a I don't regional- understand how that would help because the cow is over there and they can't. What is he going to? How is he going to? Precisely my point. Oh, you, you, a man oh. who's grown up in farm country, of all people, oh, should Oh, I get it. It's pointless. It's wisdom. pointless to close the barn door when the cows are. I get it. The pooter knows what's going on now. He's, he's, he's sure. He's certain uh, what he can get away with. And if you allow a minor incursion, what? how about a minor incursion after the minor incursion? One more nibble. Uh, the, the camel's nose, then his uh, whole snout. That sort of thing. So, I mean, if this degenerates into some sort of regional conflict, for those who don't know what camels sound like, um, <laughs> if this does degenerate into a, a wider conflict, I believe that quote by Joseph R. Biden, D. Delaware, uh, could be listed up there with Neville Chamberlain's, I believe we have achieved peace in our time, as infamous invitations to warfare. Yeah, so talk from Germany, finally, of not starting up the Nord Stream pipeline. Um, uh, so that's a huge deal, and that's a heck of a gamble by Germany. I mean, uh, and all of Europe are counting on that cheaper natural gas and everything. So, well, at the risk of throwing around one too many aphorisms that border on cliches, the Germans are talking, are they, Jack? How much does talk cost in your world? It's inexpensive. Putin's. <laughs> it is indeed. In spite of the rampant inflation, I don't quite get the like our our friend Ian Bremmer. I don't I, I don't quite get the people who are there's not going to be a war in Europe. D- calm down, everybody. Well, it didn't seem like there'd be a world war out of the assassination of Archduke Fer- Archduke Ferdinand either. And uh, Hitler going into Poland doesn't seem like that would start a world war either. But so come on now, I don't understand how you're so blasé about. An invasion by one country of another country. I think his calculation is just that nobody cares if Ukraine is crushed under the boot heel of the Russians. Ah. He has correctly gauged the apathy of the world. Could be. I wonder. We'll see. I want to get back to Biden yelling at that poor uh, reporter. And clarifying once again that he, the reporter, was absolutely correct a little bit, a little bit later on in the hour. Got a restaurant that uh, is closed 
has been closed because they were accepting dog photos instead of vaccine cards. I actually like the sort of passive <laughs> resistance. I love that. If you have a photo of your dog, we'll let you in. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, speaking of animals, I saw this headline that uh, various animal activists are trying to get bear hunting stopped in California. I was only vaguely aware that there is bear hunting in California. Did you see that story I tweeted the other day? A woman was attacked by a bear in her uh, driveway in Florida. And I tweeted, wait, what? There are bears in effing Florida? Um, I didn't. Did you know there are bears in Florida? Uh, no. I mean, I knew there are bears in New Jersey because I have family there and they'll occasionally send a picture of the bear in their snowy backyard or whatever. I mean, like rural New Jersey. There aren't many bears in Newark. Um, but I had no idea. They got bears and alligators? Pretty hot. In Florida? For, Who would live there? Pretty hot for bears, isn't it? No offense to Floridians, because I know it's it's kind of pretty, but who and, would and warm live there? The you you base your where you're going to live on the likelihood of being attacked by a wild beast, menacing beast. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't. You think, don't I think it's pretty low, no matter what you're talking about. Well, they got like a giant pythons in the Everglades. There's nowhere in America you could move to where you're really under any threat of being eaten by a beast. They got cockroaches the size of squirrels, squirrels the size of beavers in Florida. I just I don't know, and bears, as it turns out. Uh, another story, uh, somehow a picture of Anthony Fauci's home has come out, and his office is decorated with photos of himself and his own bobblehead. <laughs> Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! Well, I'm wearing A&G swag right now. I suppose you could make fun of me. Yeah. Some guy gave me the thumbs up the other day at the grocery store. I was wearing an Armstrong and Getty uh, hoodie because I, I just had to run to the grocery store quickly. Yeah. And my son thought that was cool, and I told him how I thought it was pathetic <laughs> that I was wearing my own. I said, what if LeBron James was walking through the grocery store in a Lakers jersey? Isn't that just kind of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That reminds me of when legendary uh, San Diego radio personality Chainsaw banged on my hotel room late at night at, during a New Year's Eve thing. We were going to get together later and keep the party going, but it just it took too long, and so Judy and I went to bed. We go to we're, we're we're in bed and banging on the door. There's Chainsaw and a bunch of our other degenerate friends, and I answer the door in an A and G T-shirt, and he guffaws. He says, "Oh my God, he wears his own swag even while he sleeps." <laughs> That is I don't know why he thought that was quite so amusing, but he was highly amused. That is Fauci-esque. So this footage... I represent science. This footage of Fauci uh, has been making the rounds on the social media. Some eagle-eyed Twitter user, and I don't... It, it doesn't say here where the original picture came out, but it would appear that Fauci is sitting at his computer watching a video of himself while behind him there are pictures of himself on shelves and a bobblehead of himself. He's got on himself on the shelf. Fauci is in his office surrounded by pictures of Fauci, watching a scene of Fauci where Fauci is in his office surrounded by pictures of Fauci. Somebody said. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I suppose you might watch a video of yourself to see how things went in a press conference or something in your office decorated with pictures of you in a bobblehead. Of you. <laughs> That's a shrine to yourself. Hail Fauci! Is that the doctor himself screaming that? You should have a shrine to yourself if you represent science. That's a pretty big deal. I represent science. Ah, What if he dies? What if he gets hit by a bus today? Science is gone. No science. No science left. 
Nobody represents science. What temperatures water freeze at? Nobody Doesn't knows. Doesn't matter. Nobody knows. Right. He took it with him. Gravity? Please. <laughs> Vestige of the past. No more. <laughs> Jeez, what an obnoxious prick. Sorry, that was a little blunt. That was, wow. I don't know. I just, I'm so over him. I'm so over the whole thing. You, folks, do you know this? Great Britain has lifted all mandates. No more mandates. There's no point. I think we're going to do it here. I think we're going to do it here almost exactly when you get your new mask and uh, COVID test kit in the mail that we all paid for. But do you understand the way the Omicron variant works? All variants work, but it's better at infecting people. It pushes Delta out. Delta's gone now. Delta's dead. Delta's gone and not coming back. Omicron pushed it out. So when the Omicron wave is over and the history of this around the world is it crashes and goes to like nothing. It's over, ladies and germs. I think in a couple of weeks, we're going to have our masks off. Things are going to be open. And you're going to wonder, why do I have test kits? Anybody want to buy my test kit? No. What the hell would I do with it? I'm I, sorry. Uh, well, let's take a call. We don't take a lot of calls. Let's take a call. Hey, Angie. Love the show. Long-time listener. First-time caller. Uh, yeah, no mandates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like 22 months ago. Signed most of the South, a great deal of the West, the middle part of the country, everywhere but the blue states. So what the F are you talking about? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh, it turned into a... Howard turns penis. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's why we don't, we don't take calls. Oh, dang it. He dropped a you suck and Howard Stern's penis right at the end of the call. And I wasn't able to hang up on him in time. Yeah, the point being, so we're, we're <laughs> going to drop mandates. I mean, I obviously mean, you mean the United States, but how long is it going to take before Gavin Newsolini, Gretchen Whitmer, whoever, uh, Kathy Hochul, the new chicken, New York? Man, they're going to hold out till the last possible second. Well, I think the last possible second is going to be in a couple of weeks. There's going right. to be no way to justify it. It's going to be so gone, just like it is in Great Britain, where they were getting, I don't know if you're following the news, Great Britain like a week and a half ago. I mean, it was their hospitals and everything. It was out of control. Now they're lifting all mandates. Yeah. All of them. You want to take more calls? <laughs> I can jam in one more call. Line no. four is open. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't have anything. <laughs> I do have the exchange between the reporter who dared ask our grumpy old senile president sure about the whole. Over the pressure. He said, look, the whole, if you vote against this voting rules bill, you're Bull Connor. What the hell's up with that? And Biden went crazy, angry old man on him. So we'll get to that this hour. Hey, that clip. Play that clip again. True international average of pressure. Did we edit a couple of things together? Or is that actually just what came out of his mouth? I think that's what came out of his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's legit. I've seen the video. That's a long one. I don't think I've ever strung that much nonsense together. I mean, everybody gets a word fumbled every now and then, and it does make sense, but that's like a whole sentence. <laughs> True international average of pressure. True with international pressure. I think it's ten syllables. Play one more time, Michael. True international average of pressure. Of yeah, pressure. It looks it's like a really complex guitar lick that Frank Zappa would play. I mean, it's the rhythm of it, really difficult. That's a good one. Anyway, that stuff Joe mentioned, and more calls when we come back. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, there's got to be another funny joke. Do we have another funny joke? 
The CEO of Airbnb said that he's going to permanently live in Airbnb properties and move to a new one every two weeks. Yeah, the CEO of Motel 6 heard this idea and was like, do not expect that from me. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, my brother stayed at a Motel 6 in uh, Wells, Nevada. Had hair in the bed. Oh, boy. Sorry. I'm a Motel 6 guy. I always have been, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was just, uh, maybe it was, uh, you know, an outlier, an anomaly. Well, these days you got Motel 7 and Motel 8, too. Upgrade to the 7. <laughs> I assume that's how they lay out like that. I'm kind of curious to hear the Trevor Noah L.A. train robberies joke. Uh, 12? And no, I don't think these robberies should be used as an excuse to have more police in America. I know people are going to say that. You don't need more police for this. All you need is to fill one random train car with angry bees. (laughs) Problem solved. I don't find that guy that funny. I've rarely heard him say anything that was funny. It's amazing to me that John Oliver did not get The Daily Show and Trevor Noah did. John Oliver's got a very successful, very funny show on HBO that is basically The Daily Show. Yeah. Yeah. Once a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, a bunch of different uh, news items of note to throw in front of you. Next segment, we will get to some of the lowlights of the president's rambling, incoherent press conference. It wasn't entirely rambling and incoherent. No, they clearly he takes some sort of medication for his brain when he needs to be on. I think that's I think that's obvious. Although as it went on, he got more and more mentally tired and scattered and unable to finish thoughts. And by the end of it, it was it was sad. And I'm not trying to be all political about it. I we all face that fate. My dad is over eighty, and I love him. My mom is past, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, it, it was an old man way out of his depth by the end of it. But that's coming up. Uh, one of the headlines of the day, and I think it's being underappreciated by the rest of the media, is that a Chinese official came out and made a statement that uh, foreign athletes may face punishment for any speech that violates Chinese law and regulations. He said, uh, any expression that is in line with the Olympic spirit, I'm sure, will be protected. Any behavior or speech that is against the Olympic spirit, whatever that means, especially against the Chinese laws and regulations, are also subject to certain punishment. And they have crazy laws. I wish I had the wording of them in front of me. We've read them before, but laws that say things like that violated the spirit of the communist goals or something like that. And it's very vague and they can uh, throw you in jail for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Olympic, the IOC code forbids demonstrations or political, religious or racial propaganda. What's political propaganda? is saying, I believe China is uh, engaged in a genocide against the Uyghurs, which, by the way, the entire world agrees with. Is that, quote-unquote, uh, political propaganda? I don't know. And is it a coincidence that right after that statement came out from China, that NBC announced that they're not sending announcers? So they're going to do play-by-play from all, for all the sports from a studio here, I guess. So they'll send, I assume, camera people. We'll, we'll, we'll have the cameras on the sport, and then the announcers will announce from here. Yeah, you'll watch it on a on a monitor and describe what you're seeing as a, a sports announcer. I think, I don't know this, but I think NBC was reading the room and realizing they've got to be straight at least a little bit with the audience and at least now and then brush up against some of the controversies about China. They can't ignore it completely, and they don't want to have their announcers be in violation of uh, Chinese law. So now, if they're in the United States, they can say whatever they want. 
Yeah, and as I mentioned last hour, just the, the, the people who work for NBC are going to be imprisoned in their hotel rooms slash the stadiums. They won't be able to go anywhere else or do anything else, just going back and forth. Uh, that sounds miserable on its face, and then you got the risk of if you dare mention the Uyghurs or Tibet or anything else, you find yourself in a Chinese prison. Yikes. Uh, two quick things. Voting is underway in the recall of three San Francisco board members as we speak who refuse to open schools. 2022 is going to be a year of accountability, says this Republican who tweeted it out. Yep. Board members who refused to open schools might be recalled. Cool. And this. Today is the one-year anniversary of Biden and Harris being sworn in. This is a funny one from the Daily Wire. Who runs the Daily Wire? I don't know. That's uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Okay. One year ago, Kamala Harris was sworn in as vice president. And now she is doing what she has been doing in that time is every day. (laughs) It is time for us to do what we have been doing and that time is every day <laughs> yes that really has caught on as oh. a nonsensical statement there's something magical about how much how little sense that makes oh yeah yeah it is the resist we much of the biden administration <laughs> oh, it God. is time for us to do what we have been doing and that time is every day i think it's the swagger that she says it with that really adds to it yeah yeah, it's a bit of, uh, I mean, you think you can follow the coin, and then it's behind his ear, and she's, what? It's just, it's it's a bit of a head-scratcher. If you miss an hour of the show, grab it on the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Last time when I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee, I got the Voting Rights Act extended for 25 years, and I got Strom Thurmond to vote for it. That's what I've been doing my whole career. And so the idea that I that that I didn't either anticipate or because I didn't speak to it as fervently as they want me to earlier. In the meantime, I was spending a lot of time spent hours and hours and hours talking with my colleagues on the Democratic side, trying to get them to agree that if, in fact, this occurred, if this push continued, that they would be there for John Lewis and anyway. So, um, but I think that's, that's a problem that is my own making. Uh, sir, I got lost like 11, uh, clauses ago, phrases, if you prefer. Um, that was, that was a pretty good example of the, uh, experience of watching it yesterday. You know, I was watching it because I do it for a living. I'm also interested in this stuff, but I was desperately trying to follow him through most of it. I wonder if his meetings are like that. I, I, I wonder, I wonder. You're about to see today, you're probably going to see it, they're blanketing the airwaves, have you heard this, with a Tom Hanks narrated video promoting everything the Biden administration has done today, and it's going to be everywhere, which means the Simpsons once again have predicted history, if you remember the Simpsons movie, in which Tom Hanks comes on and says, hello, I'm Tom Hanks, the U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. (laughs) Right. That's a little too close to home, isn't it? It's Biden's a little close for Tom. <laughs> Biden putting out a video today with Tom Hanks narrating. Not a joke. 
But anyway, the topic of the day is this press conference, this two-hour long marathon press conference from yesterday. Great, Scott. It was only two hours. It seemed like two days. Anyway, it's getting a fair amount of uh, attention. It should that somebody finally called Biden on that awful, awful statement that if... You know, you go against his new voting rules bill. You might as well be Jefferson Davis. Clip number 62, please. You know, you talk, you campaigned and, and you ran on a return to civility. And I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace. But you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said. And tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. And that is an interesting reading of English. You, you, I assume you got into, into journalism because you like to write. So he yells at the reporter and belittles him. That was some good old man anger there. Yeah, no Got kidding. hot fast, escalated quickly. That one f- sentence right there is confusing. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had that isolated. Or do we? Are you... I did not say that people that have the position of Bull Connor are Bull Connor. Okay, so you're saying I'm not like flesh and blood, it's not like the Holy Trinity or something, where I'm not one and the same with him, but <laughs> I think I think your point was I'm, I might as well be. Well, he's yelling at and belittling the reporter for saying, I said anybody who votes against it is Bull Connor. When the reporter said roughly 10 seconds prior to the tantrum, you said that they were kind of in the camp of Bull Connor. Well, let's listen to the original and see whether Joe Biden is suggesting that they're kind of in the camp of Bull Connor. So I ask every elected official in America, How do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide, to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. Now, if anybody suggests that on the side of means the same as sort of in the camp of, I'm going to punch him in the mouth. (laughs) I'm going to have him out behind the gym and fight him, then do a push-up contest. Call him a dog-based pony pony soldier. I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Right, I'll have my apology chain out, and you're going to take a beating. Jeez Louise. Hmm? That is some angry old man energy coming out right there. (laughs) Come on, granddad. Uh, what was that other thing I really wanted to do? Sorry I'm on your lawn. Oh, oh, wait a minute. It's over here. Um, so the whole, uh, at one point, Biden, do we have the short minor incursion version, somebody, where he says it's okay if, uh, if uh, Russia does a minor incursion? And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion, and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. Well, the entire press corps and the entire administration, which rushed out with the cleanup on aisle four uh, immediately after the press conference, everybody noticed, oh, my God, did he just say if they just kind of invade, it's okay?" And a reporter tried to get him to clarify that later on. Clip 54, Michael. 
You said that Russia would be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion, and we end up having to fight about what to do and what not to do. Are you saying that a minor incursion by Russia into Ukrainian territory would not lead to the sanctions that you have threatened, or are you effectively giving Putin permission to make a small incursion into the country? <laughs> Good question. Um, that's how it did sound like, didn't it? So the question is, if it's a something significantly short of uh, a significant invasion, or not even significant, just major military forces coming across. For example, uh, it's one thing to determine that if they continue to uh, to use cyber efforts. Well, we, we can respond the same way with cyber. Um, they have FSB people in Ukraine now trying to undermine uh, the solidarity within Ukraine about Russia and to try to promote Russian interest. Um, but it's very important that uh, that we keep everyone in NATO on the same page. Uh, boy, waters are cloudy. Hand me that stick and let me jab at the bottom of the lake. If anybody uh, was enlightened by that attempt at clarification, please do uh, raise your hand now. Well, so the president of Ukraine got upset about it and responded. So he was worried about that statement. He did, wasn't clear to him what the president made. Yeah, I'm not meant. sure I have that quote in front of me still. It, essentially, he said, uh, uh, oh, there it is. Former YouTube star Zelensky. Yeah, he said, essentially, Mr. President, there are no minor incursions. There are no minor countries. There's no such thing as a minor death in a family of a young soldier. There's no minor grief when it happens. He just absolutely lectured him. Time for us to do what we've been doing, and that time is every day. You know, that's a good point. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. I can't hear that enough. I really can't. Uh, Here it is. I'm sorry. Here's the direct quote. I thought it was eloquent enough. It's worth... uh, We want to remind the great powers that there are no minor incursions in small nations, just as there are no minor casualties and small grief from the loss of loved ones. I say this as the president of a great power. Well, not great enough, unfortunately. Hmm. By the way, something, one more point. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, one more point about the press conference, and I said this earlier, so if you've listened to the whole show, first of all, thank you. Secondly, uh, here it is. President Biden hadn't had a press conference for like for many, many months. It was the first one almost in a year. Um, and I say now, bad idea, bad idea. Don't do it anymore. Don't have him ad lib at all. Bad for national security, bad for the American people, bad for the Ukrainian people. Hell, bad for the communist Chinese, because nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. Just stop it. Don't do it anymore. I used to be hardcore pro-transparency. I've changed my mind. It's too dangerous. So, uh, same polling organization, been asking the same question for uh, quite a few years now. It's about the only time that I can... Uh, take with any seriousness a polling question if it's the same organization asking, you know, the same kind of sample, to, a question worded the same way. So the question is, uh, do you consider yourself to be more a supporter of Donald Trump or more of a supporter of the Republican Party? 
Are you more of a Trump or more of a Republican? They've been asking this question for a while. During the Trump presidency, it ran high 50s to low 30s, Trump. People saw themselves more as a Trump supporter than a Republican. Uh, On election day last year, before the Trump presidency started, it was 50-50. But out today, in in this poll, they've been asking the whole time, it's 56% GOP, 36% Trump which is the highest number yet for GOP, lowest number for Trump, since they've been asking that question. Hmm. Time moves on, says Byron York of the Washington Examiner. So, you know, we're still a couple of years out from a presidential election, and more people see themselves as primarily a Republican as opposed to a Trump supporter by 20 points. And that's a significant shift. So I think that's... That means something. That reminds me of the Gallup poll that came out the other day that showed that uh, are you generally speaking, uh, do you consider yourself a Democrat or a Republican? Uh, Democrats led that uh, question in quarter one by fifth. I'm sorry, by about 50 to 42 percent, something like that. The graph is hard to read. Uh, Those numbers have flipped almost completely. Republicans now have a substantial lead. It's not as big as the Democrats lead was, but that's in the space of one year. So that uh, certainly bodes interestingly for uh, the 2022 elections. CBS has this headline just out. A record 9 million Americans are out sick with COVID. Coronavirus! Are you out sick with COVID? Are you being forced to stay home because that's the guidelines at your school or place of work or government office? That if you have a cough or sore throat or anything, or if you've been in contact with anybody, you have to stay home. And given the much higher, low, but much higher likelihood that beta or delta would have killed you, it's a completely different question whether you, you have the Omicron. Oh, yeah, the question it's a different is, disease. Are you too sick to go to work is my question, or are you just staying home because that's what the protocols are? I believe we have the highest number of people home. I don't believe we have the highest number of people too sick to work. In fact, I'm sure that's not true. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They've been consumed by a fake panic over election laws that seems to exist only in their own imaginations. This party line push has never been about securing citizens' rights. It's about expanding politicians' power. That's why their bill tries to weaken voter ID laws that are popular with Americans of all races. We could implement a 20-week ban on abortions. We could protect our constituents' Second Amendment rights. In short, a future Republican-controlled Senate would be able to accomplish a lot, all thanks to a precedent that our Democratic colleagues seek to establish today. That's Mitch McConnell and then John Corner in Texas talking about uh, the, the voting rules bill and the idea of blowing up the filibuster and how it's just a bad idea long term in a lot of ways. And it's, I, I, well, I've talked about this before. I can't believe that Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden actually believed that that would be a good idea because you just heard some examples of what things Republicans could do. You like the idea of that? Yeah, I know. I know. And I think they know that, too. I think so. I think they probably went to a mansion in cinema and said, hey, you guys aren't going to vote for this, are you? And they both said, no, absolutely not. Okay, we're going to make a big show of how we want you to, but don't worry about it because we don't really mean it. 
I mean, they almost had to. I don't know. All right, so that's enough of that. Um, I, I wanted to bring this story to you before the end of the show. It's a little dessert. It is such a California story, no matter where you live in. I mean, like if, if a guy who's wakeboarding uh, gets his jorts sh- caught in his mullet as he's attacked by an alligator, that's a very Florida story, okay? This is so California. The, the Sacramento, California Office of Cannabis Management... Is it's discussing dis, accepting funds from the legislature, giving almost six million dollars in grants for minorities to sell pot. California is going to subsidize people selling pot if they're minorities. They seem to think, for some reason, black people are especially inclined to be good at the cannabis business. And so, while there are no grants that I'm aware of specifically for black people to get into pet supplies or trucking or clothing design, talk radio, anything, they're going to give out $6 million in grants so black people can sell pot. I mean, if is that not... Like racist on some level, or you just certainly could construe it that way. I'm not a big fan of this uh, race based sort of stuff, period. But black and Hispanic residents were arrested for cannabis at a disproportionate rate compared to white residents, according to 2010 city arrest oh. records. Okay, the fact so like that, back in the day, but the fact that that was brought up, so that, does that mean this is some sort of reparations? You were unfairly arrested for pot, so now we're going to give you a break in trying to sell it legally? It seems that way. Almost, I was going to use the word reparations myself. I think you've nailed it. Because way back in the day, black people got arrested for pot more than white people, we're now going to help you sell it. Here's a million dollars from the taxpayers. Hmm. How California is that? Quite. How about a guy, he's wakeboarding in jorts, and his mullet is attacked by a manatee? (laughs) Very Florida. Check your clock, it's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow. I like it. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Oh, he doesn't mention final thoughts, though, does he? Throw that in the trash can. It's terrible. <laughs> wow, let's wow. get a let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, our technical director, pressing the buttons. Michelangelo, Michael, final thought. Uh, we had a Seth Meyers joke that we get, didn't get on. I'd like to play it right now. Democratic Louisiana Senate candidate Gary Chambers released a new campaign ad yesterday about legalizing marijuana that appears to show him smoking a blunt. He's got my vote, said people who will forget to vote. <laughs> I get it. Marijuana our, makes you forgetful, you see. Our behind-the-scenes producer, young Alex, has a final thought. Alex? You know, I think the show is starting to get to me. I was in my garage cleaning out my car yesterday, and for no good reason, I stood up and said, true under dash dub of pressure, <laughs> and I'm going to seek therapy. Yeah. yeah, good man, good man. Uh, Jack, a final thought for us? That reminds me, I'm trying to coerce young Alex into helping me move some furniture, which I will compensate him for financially. But is that uh, is that okay? Is that the sort of thing that's okay? 
You know, I'll check with my agent. I'll make sure. I was wondering with Joe. I mean, because, you know, you could construe that you don't have the... You're not in a position to say no. I suppose you could say that. On the other hand, if the positions were reversed and I was Alex, I'd think, cool, yeah. Yeah, Opportunity to curry a little favor with the the old man. Uh, Speaking of old man, I tell you what. Man, did I throw myself on a grenade for you yesterday watching that whole Biden press conference? Oh, jeez. Good Lord, what a life suck. No more press conferences. I've changed my mind about transparency and the First Amendment and uh, government responsive to the people. It's too dangerous. Have Jen Psaki out there spouting her bull ass. It's better than the old man being exposed in front of the world. It's not good for America. It's kind of like the philosophy of, like, I ha- I don't work out every day, but I'm going to go to the gym once a month and work out for six hours. <laughs> That's kind of what that press conference was yesterday. Wow, good metaphor. Armstrong yeah. and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, click on the hot links. Some good stuff to read and look at and the rest of it. You can grab some A&G swag. I'm calling for that Kamala gobbledygook to be on a T-shirt. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And that time is every day. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, guys. Armstrong and Getty. I'm happy to take questions. Are you concerned that a real conflagration in Ukraine, if the Russians really go in there? Uh, okay. Why should folks believe you this time around? I have no idea. Such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness. Look, again, I'm serious. Okay. Armstrong and Getty. How, How many more hours am I doing this?